Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this. It's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello! Welcome to episode 30 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at pixelcan.org, and I'm joined by fellow mom, Linda Brenneman. Hello. And adorable assassin, <gasps> ah! Simone de Rochefort. Yes. See, I told you it was nice. I do like that. Um, and then we're joined today by Leonard Kenyon, who is an artist in games, and he has most recently worked on a game called Go to Bed with a Pixelkin writer, Nathan Munay. So thanks uh, for coming on, Leonard. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So we're going to get things started like we always do with news. Big news this week, Activision bought King. King is the <laughs> developer of Candy Crush Saga for five point, was it eight or nine? Five point something billion. It was a big billion. It was yes. too many billions. More billions than I'll see in my life. More billions than I can comprehend. It was more billions than Microsoft bought Minecraft for. <laughs> That's how huge it was. So who plays Candy Crush? Leonard, do you play? I did. Uh, I ended up deleting it because it was driving me insane. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't play anymore. You're not it does that. One. It's psychological warfare. Yeah. Well, I heard someone or I saw someone on Twitter saying that it might not just be for the games that Activision is buying King, but also for the broad, expansive data that they have now access to. I believe thousands, yeah. millions of people who play those games. Right. And spend money on those games. I Why think, do we spend money on those games? Yeah, I think they yeah. know way too much about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the problem with this ultimately is that now next next time Skylanders comes out, Activision is just going to own my soul. So <laughs> thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the interesting thing too is that so far Activision has kind of been the publisher that has not touched that space, mm-hmm. really the free-to-play type market. And I think they're being very smart, kind of saying, we don't know what we are doing, so we should not start right now because we're yeah. way behind the game. So it's like, let's buy somebody who knows Get in on what they're doing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The they, publisher. They are really good at that. You know, yeah. I, I have found myself paying a little more. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, when I play a game a lot, I don't mind paying once in a while. Yeah, I, yeah, It just for sure. totally makes sense to me. But I have bought a couple things a couple times where I went, why did I do that? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're yeah. really good at getting you to pony up some money. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they do it well. Ring in the stone. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I don't know if they'll be able to work in if they'll have Activision properties that pop in there. Mm. Oh, I said nobody well, does that. Bl- uh, Blizzard with Hearthstone does free-to-play, but that's very different. The yeah. card battling is very different from the matchery. On the subject games. of card battling, I should mention that Skylanders is getting their first mobile game next year, which is another card battling game like um, Hearthstone. So the king purchasing, the looking at apps and free-to-play and all that stuff does make sense considering that they are starting to move into mobile with one of right. their biggest franchises. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> fun, fun, fun for you. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. Me. <laughs> Simone is our Toys to Life expert, so she gets to play with Skylanders and Disney Infinity. I wrote Infinity the book on Toys Lego to Life. <laughs> so, um, so other big news this week, uh, Nintendo has their first – announced their first mobile app, which I think everybody thought was going to be a game, and it is not a game – it, which is very disappointing. <laughs> we really fell for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, in hindsight, I was like, yeah, that's probably the best way to go for them to test it. And they're not really? just mm-hmm. not going to throw like Mario out there and have it be a failure. So, yeah, yeah. 
So this is called, is it Mitomo? Mitomo, yeah. Mitomo. You make a me, you answer some questions about that me. I think it's kind of like what your interests are. And then that me goes out and talks to other me's for you, has conversations. And then I guess come back and tells you what it said. Yeah. It's a really odd kind of thing. <laughs> it's kind of like Tomodachi life meets, I don't know, less actual people because you can only talk to people who are on your friends list, um, which was kind of disappointing because when we first heard about it, Courtney was like, it's Tinder for kids. And I laughed at that, but you, <laughs> it's That's not, not Tinder for funny. kids. That's uh, not <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't laugh. I uh, started penning an angry <laughs> op-ed <laughs> right, yeah. but then it's like no you can only talk to people that you're friends with on you know the nintendo network so which in courtney's case she's like but i have like two friends so her conclusion was that even though it does sound like not the most engaging idea it does make her want to add more friends on her list because oh. then there she'll have a reason to play with the app some more but I don't know if – we'll see, I guess, if that's a long-term kind of compelling way to interact with it. Yeah, it's interesting. Nintendo's – like their reasoning for it is they said that it, they want it to be a tool for people who are kind of shy about talking to pe- other people. And it's like, well, if you only have people on your friends list, I would assume that you talk to those people <laughs> in real life. I mean, well, that's my thought too. It's like, well, the people on my friends list, I don't know. I have Facebook, I have Twitter, I have Instagram, I have email, I have any number of other ways to talk to them. Why do I need a new Nintendo specific way? But if it's going to be like cute interactions, like the me's having weird little conversations with each other, that could be pretty funny. Like some of the stuff I've seen come out of Tomodachi Life is adorable. And ridiculous, um, and I think that's the attraction. So yeah. we'll see if Mitomo is similar. You know, if they have people writing that, like, write the Animal Crossing dialogue oh from yes. the animals, that would be really great because those are <laughs> hilarious. And Kesey had a really good eye too. She's like, you idea. She was talking about like using. She does it. have a good eye. She's an artist. <laughs> she, she does. That's right. She was talking about using it to role play. A little oh, bit, yeah. and it would be cool if, like, you're you're in a role playing game with your friends, and so your me is like your turn, and then you send it out, and then people respond to it, and I thought that was a really that cool could be idea. Pretty cute, yeah, yeah. Play a tabletop role playing game <laughs> with your me's. Long distance on your phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My husband plays a uh, pen and paper role playing game now with his friends back in Chicago via Skype. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Do they do video chatting with it too or just like over I'm the I'm pretty sure it's video chatting. Nice. I never knew how they actually played that <laughs> because when I first met Isaac, he was playing one. I was staying with him in Chicago and I sort like he sort of said like, I do this thing on Saturday nights so I can't do anything with you from X to X. Yeah. And I was asked to just stay <laughs> in the room and just do my own thing and not come out and – interfere with okay what was going on <laughs> so those are you like you know you're supposed to say things in your character yeah and yeah all that it could kind be of stuff embarrassing yeah to watch yeah so i forgot my sheet of other news let's see see if i, I can remember it. it's, it's under my computer oh good uh let me good. move my coffee yes <laughs> Oh, here I thought I forgot it. There it is. No, Nicole, you're not that brain dead. That's because I forget everything now. Um, Yeah, so heads up, Leonard. When you have a kid, your memory (laughs) is going to (laughs) go a little bit. Um, So more women own consoles than men. I thought this was super exciting. Yeah. Um, It's slightly. It's like um, men are like 42% and women are like 51%. What consoles was it counting? I think it was counting. You know what? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think that that was in Kesey's article. Maybe it was. <laughs> I was really surprised by it. Yeah, those numbers actually. Definitely. Um, just in my circle, uh, you know, it's all guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, it, it, is it counting? Girlfriends who've bought consoles for their deadbeat boyfriends. <laughs> that <laughs> that's that's an, what I thought, too. Yeah. Like, I definitely <laughs> don't doubt that a lot of women own consoles, but I'm also wondering, uh, you know, are they counting mothers who are buying for their families, things right. like that? Like, yeah. who who is owning a console if it is a group console? Like, certainly in my household, we're a mixed-gender household, but I'm the one who owns the PS4. It would be mine. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah. It's interesting. The other thing that they found in that study was that people with some college education were more likely than people with no college education or a full degree <laughs> to own consoles. Right. Which I wonder, makes a pretty <laughs> you can make a pretty sad and terrible distinction there. Like <laughs> yes. games make people drop out of college. There we go. That's our <laughs> stance on consoles as of today. I yeah. I don't know. I'm sure people are probably like buying consoles. I mean, when you you go to college, presumably it's one of the first times in your life when you have some income either because you're working or you're getting financial aid. I bet a lot of people after getting out on their own buy a console yeah. without having a degree yet. <laughs> yeah. The other thing we were trying to say too is that especially with tech, lots of people drop out of college because they have a job already and there's mm, yeah, no reason yeah. to finish their right. degree. Yeah. Isaac is like that. He doesn't yeah. have a degree because he started working at a game company. It's been fine. Yeah. And that's true for lots of programmers. Lots yeah. and lots of yeah, programmers. Definitely. I know a lot of people like that too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's cool, but studies, you know, they yeah. are what they are. It definitely at least shows that there is parity, I think, in um, gender ownership of consoles, which, duh, because women play games, look at this podcast. Uh, (laughs) So I'm glad that those numbers are out there. I I think it is kind of common to think, though, that women only play mobile games, and that's just not true. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. So it's cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Simone. What? We have (laughs) Disney Infinity and Lego Dimensions both this week announced a whole bunch of expansions. I forgot that that was on the news. (laughs) Tell us about those expansions. So another wave of Disney Infinity figures is out, and they're putting out new new versions of some of the Marvel superheroes for Disney Infinity 3.0. And the ones that came out this week are Ultron from Age of Ultron and the Hulkbuster version of Iron Man, which in... In Age of Ultron, that's the version of Iron Man where he like gets super big and buff and um, to take down the Hulk, who is destroying a city because why not? Uh, <laughs> so that's out now for um, for Disney Infinity 3.0. I can talk. And then they also released an uh, I almost said an amiibo. Oh my god, a figurine. <laughs> yeah, now you're just uh, you know Activision you know? and Nintendo. You're just <laughs> breaking news. Yes. Activision buys Disney. Right. Um, <laughs> So they released a new figurine from the movie The Good Dinosaur, which is the new Disney Pixar movie. Oh, my God, you guys. So I don't know if you've seen this movie, but it's this kid named Spot. And they didn't – they don't have the dinosaur. I don't know why. This kid named Spot who acts like a dog. And the figurine creeps me out so much. He's, like, (laughs) sitting on his haunches like a dog and grinning. But he's a kid. And he's, like, a caveman child. And it freaks me out. You should not buy this figure. I believe it is. I think I saw it on a marquee when I I was wandering the other day. Well, the trailer (laughs) that I saw for it is actually pretty funny. It's, like, you know, an asteroid hit Earth and, like – killed all the dinosaurs and the thing is like what if that asteroid missed earth and didn't kill the dinosaurs like what would life be like after that and Which it shows you about. it shows you a little kid like riding on a brontosaurus again that's what i'm all about which is super which <laughs> looks super cute so the funny thing in the trailer is that when they show there's a bunch of uh, dinosaurs and dark night sky and they show the asteroid just kind of swinging by <laughs> and all the dinosaurs kind of look up and go, huh, and then they go back to what they were doing. <laughs> oh, it's really, really funny. how it should have been. Yeah. So that trailer obviously ran uh, before Inside Out. Of course, so of course. I don't doubt that it. it'll be a good movie because Disney Pixar, I'm just it's saying, wonderful. little dog children. Yeah. Freak me out. You know, this um, This movie has actually been in development for a long Seriously? time. Yeah, it was sort of like this Pixar, it was like a side project a type thing secret. that just never really got like – funding or they came up with other di- ideas that they wanted to push more. Huh. So, so yeah, it's been like four years or something that it's been in development. Dang. Um, okay, cool. Which is why, <laughs> you know, since it's so long, now it's finished. That's why you're seeing two Pixar movies mm-hmm. this year. year. Original yeah. Pixar movies. This is how Pixar <laughs> works. Original, sequel. Original, sequel. <laughs> <laughs> so. I still haven't seen Inside Out. <sighs> I know, I'm a failure. Um Continuing the Disney Infinity news, uh, they also released a power disc pack for the good dinosaur. Um, so those are the little modifications for your toy box. Um, and Oh, and Darth Maul. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Darth Maul figure. Yay. Lego. Lego. Linda, I'm sorry. You wrote about the Lego expansion packs. You should. 
Oh, it's all about Doctor Who. Yeah. And Ninjago. Yeah, so they finally released and... the Doctor Who uh, level pack for um, LEGO Dimensions. So that's where you can buy, I think, it comes with a, a, a Doctor Who-themed level and then a few of the figurines as well, including the 12th Doctor, which is not my favorite, but I'm fine with it. Yeah, I thought it was funny when they announced the plot of the Doctor Who, you know, new level. Oh, yeah. It sounded like the generic plot of every single Doctor Who TV <laughs> episode that was ever made. I was like, yeah, okay, that's what happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> Seems so, legit. <laughs> yeah. No, oh. it looks it looked good, though, because you could get all 12 Doctors. Nice. Cool. Nice. With that's the one important. figure. You got to yeah. collect. Are you a Doctor Who fan, Leonard? Uh, no, I'm not. I have friends that are mad about it. Um but I, I have not taken the time. It's a big investment. It it's is. a really big investment. It is. <laughs> yeah. So many years. The the yeah. first Doctor Who was in black and white, or is in black and yeah, white in yeah. the game. It's um it's kind of funny. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. Was it in black and white when it was on TV? Was it that long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh my god. It was forever ago. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never seen any of them and don't really have any inclination to to do that. Um, final news story, League of Legends is getting a really big update uh, next year. In oh, which yeah? They are adding tons and tons of stuff. So one of the things, uh, and I know little about this because my husband plays, so if I'm <laughs> wrong, uh, you can write uh, a little letter to us and tell me I'm wrong. Um, but, <laughs> to hello at pixelkin.org. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But um, one of the things they were talking about is like, you know, you have to pick the certain uh, lanes that you play in, the top, the middle, the bottom. And, uh, like, lots of times if you join a game, you can miss out on getting the one that you like. And so this time they're going to have, like, multiple of each one that you can pick. So you will always get at at least one of the things that you like. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's pretty cool. So before yeah. you choose your character, you're going to be choosing your preferred role and then your preferred secondary role. And uh, Riot said that you'll d- at least get one of those, yeah. um, definitely. And then one of the roles is fill, which is just, you know, put me in whatever position needs to be filled. So yeah. it, hopefully, you know, it'll all kind of even out with everyone getting what role they want to be in. And then you choose your character. <laughs> Who are you waving at? <laughs> And then after you choose your role, uh, you choose your character. So you can kind of then match the character that you're choosing to the role that is appropriate for it, which is really important in League of Legends. Yeah, yeah. and they're also having these – they're having keys and, like, treasure chests. Oh, God. There's a billion things. They launched a whole freaking pop-up site for all <laughs> the things that they're changing. Yeah, they're adding basically a crafting system. So uh, there are mastery chests and then you're collecting key fragments and keys and you know if you get enough key fragments you get to craft a key and then you open your chest and you can get they said it could be something like a permanent skin for your character it could just be a character rental for seven days um a lot of just new opportunities to get loot and things like that so yeah yeah well I know it's it's massive. I spent literally like an hour just combing through the site today, trying to f- just note down all the things that they're changing. It is incredible yeah. what they're doing. I mean, to a game that already has basically fifty million players, they are just doing this massive overhaul to make it an even better experience. Which, yeah, did you see any reaction? I mean, sometimes oh, the comments were really positive. Oh, like everyone's yeah. super super excited about good. it, especially the character um, selection. The change in that is really exciting. Um, I saw – I didn't see what the response to the social aspects that they're adding are, but they're basically um, – They changed something about the chat too. They're adding yeah. a, they're adding an app where you can chat with your League of Legends friends and it, to help you kind of organize when you want to play with them and um, help the matchmaking process. They're also adding clubs uh, for kind of the same purpose. And the club chat is persistent and will last like across login sessions. Yeah. And then there are Great. parties that are – you know that chat – starts when you log in and you can have a party with your friends and then it'll end uh, when you log out. So yeah, it's a lot of stuff. stuff yeah. A lot of stuff. That's good. I'm cool glad people are the excited. Freaking client. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's yeah. really excited. Yeah. I looked at that site too. It's kind of crazy to comb through. Yeah. Because it's, <laughs> it's centered. It's like centered paragraphs of text, center aligned. Mm-hmm. There's an image and then there's more center aligned Weird. text. Yeah. It's like somebody just – <laughs> smacked a site together in like two seconds. They're like, oh, this update is really long. We need to put a site up. Go. <laughs> so um, I can't even imagine how long they've been working on all these changes. Like, 
it's massive, yeah. Yeah. as I said, 7,000 times. So it's coming <laughs> next year, but we don't know the exact date. Yeah, they're, the new client that they're building, they're going to uh, have an alpha test sometime next year. I believe a lot of the, the changes that they're making, like having new starting items and changing the stats of um, some of the marksman characters, those are happening in the 2016 preseason. Um, and the League of Legends World Championships just ended last week, if I'm not wrong. Congratulations on yeah. the South Green team, SKT1, who won that. Um, I'm rambling. Gosh. So, yeah, I don't I'm know I'm just very impressed that you starts. remember the name of the team. <laughs> I mean, I looked at that article. I think I may have wrote that article for Remeshed. And yet – I wrote that article. <laughs> oh, did you? I don't remember. Oh, Mortal Kombat. I was writing Ugh. about the Mortal Kombat one. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, big update for League if you're a fan. Um, definitely keep an eye out for that. Sorry I just like spewed nonsense for what feels like 10 minutes. No, no that's <laughs> fine. It's fine. League players totally going to understand that. I, I pretty much understand it, and I've only played League for, I don't know, Yay. a couple days. So I've never even heard of it. How oh, my God. You, <laughs> Leave. I, I know. I, I feel like I should. I've never I, – I have no idea. You are so excited and I have no – I've never even – Wow. So I'm, I'm, I honestly I'm don't – checking on my phone like what, 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 what's in here? Yeah, it's a – it's a massive um, team strategy game, uh, tower defense strategy game. So people get in teams of five and they try to take down the opponent's towers and then destroy their home base. And oh. But the important thing is that there are 50 million yes. players. Yes. <laughs> and that it's free to play. Yes. It's yeah. And they make a hella bank off it. Yeah. yeah. So And it's an esports thing now. Yeah. So people are competitive. With big prize money. Yeah. All right. Leonard, I'm going to assume that you don't know about League because you've had your head down working on a game. Uh, so <laughs> Leonard's game is called yeah, go, sure. to, go to Bed. Tell us about Go to Bed. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's available on Steam right now and uh, iOS. Um, it's a hand-drawn little cutesy horror game. I guess horror is sort of a stretch. Um, <laughs> it's spooky. Uh, you, it's almost, a, as Nathan put it, it's a bedroom defense game. You're a little boy <laughs> in bed and these sh- shadowy hands creep in and you have to, um, you have to t- tap or click them away depending on um, you know which, what platform you're using. Uh, it's fun. I think it's really cute. Music's fun. Um, it's uh, don't get the wrong impression that it's just a clicker game. That it, it the difficulty ramps up and there's some neat little things you have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I we just launched it last week. Um, reviews are mixed, but I it, you know uh, that's okay. It's our first game. I'm yeah. excited about it. I did all the art and music, so yeah, um, oh, that's, that's getting great. all positive reviews. So <laughs> I'm happy awesome. With that. So Nathan uh, was gameplay then. Yes, Nathan and my brother John uh, did the programming. I, uh, you know, I know less about um, that than I do mm-hmm. League of Legends now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and this uh, is the game you made in yeah. Game Maker, right? Yes, right. Uh, the guys made it in Game Maker. Um, I, you know. Mm-hmm. I would sit in the testing and um, tell them what they did wrong, which was completely <laughs> frustrating for them <laughs> uh, because I have no way to, you know, really communicate other than that looks stupid. You know, <laughs> so there were bi- barriers you had to overcome with, with uh, the art and the music in terms of how it was implemented in the game? Sure. Uh, yeah. Everything I did was hand-drawn. Nice. Um, and then I send it to Nathan, and he sends me email after email about how much he loves the art but hates me as a person. <laughs> because then he has to uh, you know, process the artwork, and that's hours and hours. When I can draw something in 10 minutes, uh, you know, it yes. takes Nathan like an hour to, to bring it in the game maker and make it the right size. Yeah. And then, of course, when we tried to make the game widescreen, that borked everything else. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so it was a nightmare on their end. I'm really, you know, I I had a great time. (laughs) (laughs) You're just drawn away, composing. (laughs) I imagine you with like Johann Sebastian Bach hair, Beethoven hair, just like having a a wonderful time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I wish I had that hair. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say. It was the weirdest thing for us. You know, I have been... I knew, I've known Nathan via email for years, like six years. Sure. And then he did a video for us, and I finally got to see what he looked like. Yeah. It was just, it was just <laughs> the weirdest thing. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So well, back- I have a website. You can see oh, what okay. I look like. If you want. <laughs> I, also- <laughs> I don't want to break I- the illusion. <laughs> I, Michael J. Fox. That's what I get all the time. Yeah. But I'm, oh, I'm wow. more Woody Allen in the, on the inside. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know if that's good or not. Yeah. <laughs> Disapproving noises. <laughs> right. So is this the first game that you had worked on? Yes, it is. Um, yeah, I'm a, I started out as a as an author, as a writer with agents for years mm-hmm. and just couldn't sell any work. And then uh, my uh, now wife suggested that I – um, go back to illustrating, go back to drawing. And I did that and immediately had a new agent and immediately sold a children's book um, nice. to nice. – I'm under an NDA sort of uh, at the moment, so I can't say who. But in 2017, it's one of the big houses. There's four left and it's one of those guys. So that's really exciting. <laughs> oh, that's um, awesome. Um, Congratulations. I should have listened to her sooner. Thank you. And um, – <laughs> Really, she's my Tabitha. My, you know, Stephen King has right, a story right. about this way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's absolutely my Tabitha. My my career was going nowhere, and uh, I I finally listened to her. And really, in a matter of months, we sold a book. I had a new agent sold a book. It's incredible. That is but awesome. In, in the in the midst of that, um, <clears throat> I've. I had met Nathan at the restaurant I work at, and he's friends with my brother who works at a mom and pop game shop here in oh. uh, Bennington, Vermont. And we just uh, all became friends. Actually, it was music that brought us together. Nathan's also a, a really, really good drummer, if you didn't know that about him. Uh, <laughs> my, my brother's a good guitar player. Um, so we just uh, – and I'm a music nerd. So we, 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 that kind of brought us together. And then um, we started talking about games. Wouldn't it be fun? You know, you remember when you were a kid and you, I think we've all done it. We, we, when you were younger, you would draw your own video games with no knowledge on, on how to mm-hmm. oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> how to make it a reality. Yeah. Um, and so these guys took the time to learn Game Maker, um, and they're still learning. And actually, uh, some great news: uh, we we uh, Sony approved uh, our we pitched them our newest game, um, and they approved. And so we'll be on some Sony consoles. Nice. In a few nice. Months. So that's nice. really great. That's pretty that's good awesome. for a, a one-year indie company to it is, uh, yeah. you know, leaps and bounds. Is that a game you can talk about or not? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Nathan gave me permission. I, I <laughs> cool. see. Um, it's, a pixel, it's a pixel art game, um, which I've added a little uh, to, and some music. It's really fun. It's a nuclear it's – a, it's a golf game, a side-scrolling golf game that's set in a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's really, it's really fun. It's very gross and and but you know not over the top. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. It's really and you silly. are doing the art for that one as well, or I uh, I'm um, I'm contributing. Contributing. Done, cool. Uh, yes. You're I've also publishing sets. books. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I've done. Uh, um, yes, and that's uh, that's I get up every day and I'm working on a new novel right now. And um, but for me, the art comes very. Uh, even with pixel art, comes very uh, mm-hmm. quickly. I didn't say it comes great. I just, you know, I'm just saying it comes uh, <laughs> quickly. <laughs> and then uh, those guys have to suffer through all the, you know, the headaches of the actual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you talk about the inspiration for the go to bed art and music? I, I can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I. Um, the the novel that uh, has haunted me for a long, long time is about a boy who loses his shadow, and everybody thinks Peter Pan right away. But it, it got very dark and very deep really quick. Um, I I won't get into that. But anyway, I had two separate agents who tried to shop this uh, adult novel around for a really, really long time, and, and the story kept haunting me and haunting me. And as we sort of started forming this game company, we were working originally on something else, and I had this... Um, just a quick little idea. What, wouldn't, wouldn't it be fun? I was in bed at night, and that was the inspiration. It wouldn't be neat to uh, keep shadows at bay. And it was all wrapped up in that book that I spent two years, uh, maybe like three years and two agents mm. and a lot of heartache. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of revisions. Um, it, it was just spawned from, from that, wow. really. How would you uh, describe the art style? Uh, I, I have... I have influences. I have yeah. people that I admire. I love Edward Gorey, who oh, was a nice. children's book artist, um, for a very strange man, a recluse. <laughs> I, I can relate. Um, I, I, 
every everybody sees it and they see the Halloweeniness of it, mm-hmm. I guess, right? And they say Tim Burton. I don't see the Tim Burton uh, thing. I, I'll take the compliment. Uh, <laughs> I think it's I think it's closer to Edward Gorey and and actually Jim Henson is probably oh, my yes. biggest hero in the world. Um, and all the people that actually brought his imagination to life, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This sounds fun. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you get started in art? Like, were you drawing at three or I, yeah, <laughs> what was, I was going on there? <laughs> sure, I was. Um, maybe, uh, you know, or first or second grade, I was I, I, small elementary school, um, maybe five or six hundred kids. And I was I was the art kid. Even in second grade, you know, um, I was drawing at like a high school level. But then, of course, you get to high school where all the elementary schools merge and there's one or two artists who who were incredible, <laughs> and I was no longer the, the nobody cared about me anymore. So I quit. I walked away from it. And the only thing I drew for years was really naughty things on people's, you know, stuff, <laughs> really, uh, for a really long time. It wasn't until my wife uh, said, you know, just last year, um, stop I know drawing you can... penises on things. Exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it. But you said it. Uh, that's exactly what I'd do. What She's do a you draw smart lady. <laughs> she has good ideas. So I, I'll pass this on to you because this is a lot of fun. You draw, you know, 100 of them on a page or whatever, 50. <laughs> and then you cut them out and then you hide them in your friend's things. Hide <laughs> them years. It's great. Oh, my god! They're like the glitter of art. You can make your own confetti. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, okay. <laughs> But it was it really it was my wife. Uh, she's uh, she she's in a kinder, kindergarten classroom, and invited me to come do something for the kids. And it was their reaction. Not that I hope they <laughs> love drawing genitalia. At that no, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I did some little silly wizard thing. Uh, I, I made a coloring book out of the artwork, and I oh, passed nice. it out to everybody. And um, yeah, it was the reaction and the teacher's reaction and the parents' reaction to that. And I thought, well, maybe I can do it. And I, I, I got together. I didn't think I was going to write for ch- for children. Um, I had it in my mind that I wanted to be the next, you know, Stephen King. And, uh, <laughs> we all do. Yeah, so I, we, we all do. Uh, and everything I do has a, you know, that Halloween-y dark mm-hmm. vibe. But I, I got a little portfolio together. I sent it out um, uh, to some agencies thinking I would get some side work as an illustrator. Mm-hmm. And uh, the agent I have now emailed me back in 10 minutes from that first email. And 10 minutes later, emailed me and said, I'm coming to Vermont for a conference. I want to meet you in person. A month later, she signed me on the spot and asked me, um, you know, did I write for children? And I kind of um, I thought of a few ideas that evening. I thought I'd kind of blown the meeting. And, and like I said before, we, yeah, I, I just can't believe how fast this has happened. I, I uh, f- made up a couple ideas on the spot, and she picked one the next day, and we passed it back and forth, and we That's sold it. That's great. Um, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a Cinderella story. Yeah. <laughs> How did the book tank and not sell anything in 2007? Don't yeah. but, say that. But, I could probably you know, paste a whole wall with rejection letters. Oh, so yes. <laughs> so could I. I. I've been at it for over 10 years. And, um, you know, every once in a while a magazine would accept something or, or I'd get a nice rejection. That wasn't yes. a standard. Dear right. author, you're terrible. Um, <laughs> You know, every once in a while, and Stephen King's agent at the time uh, wrote me a hand a handwritten letter at the, before email. This is how far we're going back. You know, you, you were um, e- you, you were posting all all of these query letters to agents, and he wrote me a handwritten letter, which which I have uh, now framed, which, which gave me a lot of encouragement. And it basically said, "I don't know who you are, and I don't really care. But if you keep at it, I'm sure you'll do fine." Wow. So, um, <laughs> That's cool. Uh, so that was good. You know, those I'd say for anybody that's trying to do anything creative, you 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 just have to have thick skin and internalize all that anguish and and you know, turn it into creativity. And Otherwise, keep working though. Yeah. Keep working on yeah, it. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's wonderful. I'm so happy. <laughs> I know. It's like it can happen, you know. Yeah. It's so interesting that it took a complete genre change. It did to yeah. something that you hadn't done before in in publish in the publishing world. That's so cool. Had never even considered it. I'd never even thought about it. I wow. like everyone else. I'd read Harry Potter. I, I, you know, and I loved children's books mm-hmm. when I, I was a child. But I, but I just never even considered it. And um, it seems to be the path. And and I'll uh, stop rambling. But the book <laughs> that book that 
you know, that I worked on for all those years and wrote, you know, I'm, I'm on my sixth or seventh novel that probably will never see the light of day. But that <laughs> one got so close and I had so, uh, so much heartache around it. Um, I decided after I got this new agent, Emily Mitchell, by the way, of Warnick and Pratt, she's a great agent. Thank um, you. <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, I, I decided to take that book and I said to myself, what, what would it sound like if Raoul Dahl wrote it, right? And, oh. I, and I rewrote it and I sent it to her expecting a ton of notes, expecting, um, you know, <laughs> a good kick in the seat of the pants. <laughs> And she loved it, and she's shopping that now to a uh, wow. middle-grade version of that book. So I, I guess I did. I finally found where I, I should be, I, or I was told by my wife what, what I should be doing. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah. The Stephen King story is, is really great. Do you guys know that story? No. So Carrie, which was his first novel, he wrote like, I don't know, it was like 30 pages or something like that, thought it was terrible and threw it in the garbage. And then his wife picked it up. <sighs> And read it and said, you know what? Maybe you should keep working on this one. Yeah. So it's yeah. funny that it was in the garbage, like literally. So, yeah. yeah. And it launched wow. launched him. You know, uh, he's a household name whether you yeah. like him or not. I, it, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to like him. Come on. Never yeah. delete anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Leonard, what advice would you give to someone who kind of wants to do art for games? I know this is your first game. Sure. Um, but, like, how did you sort of get uh, into that place and what would you tell people who want to get in that place? Well, uh, it was very – it's a – very organic thing for us for Touch Fight Games because we're all friends and we decided to do it together. Um, and I, I, other than that, other than just do it, <laughs> do it with some friends, I really wouldn't know. I, I um, there's there's so much to it. Uh, the art that I did is, like I said, hand drawn, two D, mm-hmm. um, and there's animations and things uh, involved. Yeah. Uh, but gosh, as we all know, I, you know, there's, if you look at go to bed versus, um, you know, the star Wars battlefront, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What are those guys doing? That's motion capture. I have no idea. That's incredible. Yeah. So I guess it all depends. I, 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 I'm not the guy to ask for advice. I think working with, working with friends is great advice though. It is. I feel like then you have a, a core group of people who can keep you motivated and you can keep learning things together rather than just kind of swimming along on your own sure. wondering yeah. if you're doing anything right. So, I mean, sure. when I write, I don't do art, but when I write, I, I love to collaborate with friends and just bounce ideas off them. Or, as my roommate calls me out for all the time, vague tweeting verbally about <laughs> when I'm writing like, oh, I can't talk to you right now. These characters are mad. And he's like, Why? Why? Why can't you just tell me what's going on? Just is that going to ruin the novel for you? What's going on? I'm like, no, I can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Stephen King's advice on that is to not let anybody see anything until you're done with your first draft. Yeah. Because I love Stephen King, and so his yeah. book on writing, it's great. I think book. It's yeah. great. You know, there's lots of things that you totally wouldn't think of doing. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's awesome. The, uh, for that's writers cool. who are listening and, and uh, you girls too, the, the biggest editing tool for me is uh, reading out loud. I'll record oh, yeah. into my phone and then listen back. And wow, it, it just it shows how bad you are. <laughs> 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 it's, it's not conversational and it, it, it's bad. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody's going to find their voice and their mm-hmm. rhythm. Yeah. But if it makes no sense when you're listening to it out loud, it just, it really, it shines a light on all those holes and all those missing pieces. It's a really good tool. I'd say that's the best one that I know. Definitely. Awesome. I very, totally very cool. Uh, so, Leonard, is there anything else you want to add about Go to Bed? Uh, yeah, buy it. Buy it. <laughs> <laughs> every, Do we talk about what platforms it's for and stuff? And... Uh, it's on Steam right now okay. uh, and then also iOS. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll probably stop there. Um, Steam, I would say, is a, it's a very casual game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's kid friendly. I would say moms check it out. Um, it might be a little spooky, uh, <laughs> so you have to decide if you know what what's right for your for your kid. Yeah. Uh, but it, Steam is not really a casual gaming. Um, they can be clap. very brutal, right? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can. I we they're not nice people on Steam. 
Not really. I, I've read, pro- you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm doing my best not to curse. I'm doing my best. <laughs> I, I have a mouth like a sailor right off uh, port. So it, it's, it, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm back if I've been quiet at the beginning. That's You're all. You're doing just, well. You're doing yes, relatable. Yeah. <laughs> but I read some things that would make Satan blush. And, and it's from <laughs> It's from people who – it's just first impression, which is a big deal. Uh, but they look at it. They see a 30-second video. They don't play it. They don't try it out. And they're immediately like, this is the most terrible thing I've ever seen. Why is it on Steam? You guys should go to hell and die. They wouldn't <laughs> say those things to your face. But, <laughs> right. you know, they, they're able hmm. to do it. It's like uh, apparently the existence of your game on Steam is keeping some uh, – yeah. something else off there? Right? Is <laughs> that how Steam works? Uh. That's, that's how that's, – that, that's a, that's the mentality for a, a lot of folks. I feel like yeah. I um, we could have had the next Bioshock by now if if Go to Bed right. weren't on Steam. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I love all art. I appreciate it. And I just um, when I when I write and when I play music, I I don't understand the. Well, I understand competition. I was I was a pretty good Call of Duty player myself. <laughs> good kill death ratio. But I, 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 when it comes to Art and something like on Steam, mm-hmm. you don't like it, so what? Move on. You don't have to buy it. We're not making right. you buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't have to be our things. You know, it's it's just the way the world is. Um, YouTube comments that, that <laughs> go on tangents about yes. racism and everything else. It just it blows my mind. <laughs> um, and I would just like to gather all those folks up, <laughs> all of those probably ten year old kids. Uh, <laughs> and slap, you know. Uh, Give them a gentle it, hug and teach them the meaning of yeah. happiness. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't understand why. Why yeah, are you yeah, so no, mad? I don't. Uh, people need new hobbies. Uh, yes. What else was I gonna say? Something about no, 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 no. Well, so we can get it on. We can get it for our iPads too, right? Yes. That's yes. what I'm gonna do. I think. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, we do actually um, – Nathan used to make freelance video content for us, and he did a video on how to use Game Maker, yes. um, and I believe he used Go to Bed as his example. So he was kind of playing Good. around with the art assets in there, and that video was on the Pixelkin YouTube channel. Yeah. If anyone listening is curious about the Game Maker side of Go to Bed and wants to check it out, that video is totally there. Yeah. yeah. I'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah. And um, it's very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> I'll try to counteract some of those trolls on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, that's that's okay. Yeah, yeah. it looks fantastic. We just got a draft of the review in, but I haven't I haven't looked at it yet. Ooh. It was really, really hard to get somebody to do the review because Nathan knows everybody oh, no. or has helped everybody who's a freelancer in games. So, like, I knew two people <laughs> to just cross off the list immediately. And I'm yeah. like, okay, who else do you know? And it was like... At least like eighty percent of the people that we have right before us <laughs> and, already. I mean, that's what, but that alone is what sort of made sense for us to give this a shot because he knows yeah. so many people. He yeah. has so many connections. We, we would be foolish not to try it. You know, the three yeah. of us guys. And and I'm in this particular case. I, go to bed. I did the music and art, but my brother John is a brilliant artist and an incredible musician. Same with Nathan. So there's a lot of creativity um, coming from all sides, which slows us down, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, it really does. It slows us down. But, um, you know, we're a bit ADD. We start a project and leap ship and, and uh, jump to something else. Um, I feel you on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, congratulations for getting the team together and completing Thanks. the job. I mean, I think yeah. a lot of the folks who write these comments don't understand what it takes to really see a project through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, um, it's a yeah, great thing course. to be able to do. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. All right. So I think we're going to transition into – why are you sticking your tongue out I at me? I felt like I should make a face at you. It felt like the right thing to do. I'm sorry if it was wrong of me. Uh, anyhow <laughs> – we're you gonna do today. You're just getting on each other's nerves like crazy. Yeah. I'm really tired. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Anna, right. this like, is the second misunderstanding we've had today. I thought that Nicole was making finger guns at me earlier, and apparently yeah. she wasn't at all. And so I like grabbed her on the shoulder, and she was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, yeah. "I don't know." <laughs> this is the serious no stuff we get up to here. Yeah. Yes, it was a very Every productive day. meeting at yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, and I had to take Anna to school this morning, and uh, she just 
she was crying, bawling. Oh. She did not want oh, me to no. go. And she's like, like the door to the classroom has like one of those little like vertical type window things. Oh, and she no. was standing right oh, there. I, just, <laughs> I know. Like I walked, oh. I, the tears were right there when oh, I walked no. out. So, um, and I don't usually take her to school. Uh, but my husband says she's been doing that quite a lot lately, which um, I don't know what the deal is with that. Because um, <sighs> she's still tantruming at home, but. Yeah. She's very clingy lately. <sighs> Maybe and, when uh, she hits three, she'll – or four? Four. Four, four yes. Number. Sorry, I was like, I know she's a half. It's she's three, three and, and a half. half. Yes. <laughs> she's like Benjamin Button. She's yeah. just aging down. <laughs> yeah, she's really she's, she's really into no lately, which, you know, is okay. She really hasn't said anything really nasty to me yet. I'm sure it's coming. The oh, yeah. worst thing that she said, and I – had to like hold back from laughing at her is she said, You're not my friend <gasps> and then walked away. Oh no. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> exactly. Like I was expecting something like I hate you, but it was no, you're not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god. Anyhow. Well, cut you to the quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> So uh, that is the hardest thing to walk off with your kid looking out the window at you and crying. Yes. Oh my god. Yes, it's terrible. Horrible. I'm still traumatized and it was 27 years ago. Yeah. Isaac usually takes her so I don't have to worry about it. I'm the one that picks her up and it's all, "Mommy," you know. And so <laughs> it's the opposite. But Uh-oh. um yeah. And I guess she she doesn't do that all the time. Isaac just said she's been doing it lately, so I don't well, know. We'll the good see thing what's is going that, on here. You know, the she probably turns away from the window in about 30 seconds and everything's fine, right? Yeah, yeah and they, they they make an effort to kind of, you know, make her feel like, oh, okay. hey, it's good to be here. And she yeah. has breakfast there and they have pancakes this morning. And I'm like, oh, my God, I would like to have pancakes. <laughs> like I try I try as hard as I can, too, to get her excited about yeah, being there. Yeah. But, Send me um, back to preschool. <laughs> pancakes. Pancakes. I'll do it. I'd fit in. Yeah. The problem is, though, is you'd be able to to reach the uh, the kitty scissors that they keep way Ooh. up in the cabinet. Yeah, I'm like three preschoolers in a trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like, even I had trouble figuring out how to open that cabinet. Ooh. Like, it's got some really... Why were you opening the cabinet? <laughs> Because I had little scissors that I was trying to put away. Because they had a Halloween sort of party last week where oh, the parents yeah. came in early. And so Anna wanted to, you know, to make some things she wanted to cut. And I was like, okay, we're, then we're done. I'm like, let's put this back where it came from. I saw the teacher take it out, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I'm like, I have no idea what Nicole kind of locking system they have here. But <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really insane. Um, awesome. But Halloween was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, what did you do for Halloween? I went to my ex-roommate Carson's house and I played uh, Shadows of Brimstone, which is a tabletop role-playing game. It's awesome. It's like a Wild Western, Wild West story meets Cthulhu and Lovecraft <laughs> universe. So basically you go into this mine and you're just roaming around looking for clues. And at a certain point you find a portal to another world and there are horrible, horrible monsters there. And you kind of go through and after you um, find the two clues, which you know are on random tokens that you turn over, you get the boss battle, which in our case, every time I play it, I swear to God, it's this massive, horrible monster with a billion tentacles coming out of his mouth. Um, we somehow managed to beat him, even though we were all half dead by that point and we're facing like 60 void spiders. Uh, the, the, re- the thing I love about it the most is that I play a nun in the game, you know, because it's Wild West, but the nuns cast, quote unquote, spells Basically by saying sermons. So there are judgment sermons and blessing sermons. So I can heal people by saying a blessing sermon and I can cast like hellfire by doing a judgment sermon. And it is such a delight. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I did for Halloween. I was really lazy. I didn't even have a costume. I, I failed on all fronts this year. I didn't have a co- I okay. I sort of had a costume. I had my T-shirt costume that said 404 error." Ah, that costume was cute. not found. I like that. Yeah, I Isaac actually dressed up as Superman nice. because wow. uh, he's just basically like through the iPad with Amazon, you know, costume things, and said to Anna, "Like, pick out which costume you want me to wear," <laughs> and she picked Superman. 
which nice. is kind of cool. It doesn't really go with her, her spider, spider queen, queen <laughs> outfit. Um, but speaking of, like, monsters and bosses, <gasps> Linda came very close to beating the boss in Alphabet. To, oh, was, yeah. yeah. It was so close, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was just a hair's, hair's breadth away from beating beating that boss. Yeah. So and I told you, I boss. it's... The secret is for the baby boss to do a lot of two-letter words, like almost all two-letter words and maybe one three-letter word. And what were know. the bears that you used? I used um, Frog Prince, Jolly. Jolly and, Bear, yeah. Um, and Goldilocks. Nice. Yeah. All right, all right. Jolly is like the Christmassy type one? Right. Okay. Yeah, and I have him leveled up to <laughs> huge. Just <laughs> Gigantic. Oh yeah. my god. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's possible now. There for a while, I was like, no, can't be done. But now we know. Now we know because of the Reddit thread. That, yeah, <laughs> where people <laughs> strategize about Alpha Bear. Yeah, <laughs> which makes me so happy. Did you do anything for Halloween, Leonard? I did. Um, I worked and then went to a costume party. Hey, what was your costume? I was. Um, I'll email it to you, girls. But I was a. Um, I was the witch from Snow White. Oh, <laughs> that is my dream costume. Oh, that's so great. Oh, I yeah. love that. I, I pushed I put it all together queen. from I you know, I, the house is Halloween year round, but I put it all together from stuff I kind of last minute and it was ho- horrible to work in. I strapped a pillow uh to my chest under the costume so it looked <laughs> like I had bosoms and a belly and um I'm a bartender, so I was just knocking balls over the whole time. Oh, my God. Welcome <laughs> I, but, to well, not was, my life, but. Uh, it was horrible. <laughs> I had to strip down to the witch tights I was wearing underneath in a T-shirt. So <laughs> it's really tights. awful for the people that, yeah, I went all out. I, I did it 100%. Nice. I had to stripe tights on. Um, <laughs> so it was awful witch. for the people I had to wait on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my oh. barista said he was going to be classic Princess Leia. Oh, nice! Awesome. But he had this full beard, and I was like, Heck "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. go you for rock it. that, Princess yeah. Leia." <laughs> very, I like very it. Very funny. Um, so one of the reasons I'm t- God, I am exhausted. One of the reasons I am tired is because I have been playing Rise of the Tomb Raider at night. Rise of the Tomb Raider is not out yet. <laughs> so, what? yeah, so uh, we got a press yes. pre-release copy, so I can't talk about it that much. Except <gasps> I can say I'm playing it, and it is a game where you do stuff. That and, is certainly uh, a fact. Lara Croft <laughs> is the main character. Whoa. Uh, and she visits a snow-covered environment. And uh, also with, like, a very hot, deserty environment. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, I can't really say anything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> can you man, say I'm, whether you like it so far? No, no. I don't think she can. No. Okay. Very jealous. Um, Me very too. Jealous. We are that, all so proud oh, of her. <laughs> no, that, sorry. Go on. Great. Yeah, I totally, like, just totally freaked out when they sent me the code because I thought there's no way because like it takes a while for as as a gaming outlet to kind of build up your clout with the press people mm-hmm. where they will send you something and like I just emailed them like a month ago and said you know can we put you on the list and they're like okay okay you're on the list and then it came in and I think I yelled something not appropriate in the <laughs> office <laughs> and said I just got a Tomb Raider code because you're a fan of the series, too. Oh, a huge fan of the series. Yeah. Maybe um, they knew that about you. Maybe. Well, this does not explain Ubisoft and Media Molecules <laughs> neglect of me. <laughs> yeah, That's I don't know. True. Maybe somebody But you, re- you are a bigger name than I am. Yeah, so somebody remembers gonna... my name. Like, yeah. The PR people. It's so amazing. They are good. Like, I could change five jobs and they will find me <laughs> and send me things. Like... <sighs> Like the robots that I got well, sent. That's good. Yeah, good for so, us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that is mostly what I have been playing. Before that, I was playing Alpha Bear and Hearthstone. Yes. Um, and a cool thing about Hearthstone, I'm just going to throw in real quickly today. For the first time, you can play co-op in their tavern brawl where you're going up against this, oh, my God, it's actually crazy, crazy hard guy, which is why you're doing co-op. But it's pretty neat um, because, like, you need to heal each other and kind of pay attention to what one person has on the screen. Like if they have a minion that gains attack or something, when you cast the spell, you try to cast the spell as many times as you can so that he's all buffed up on the next turn. 
And it is really, really cool. It's really neat. And I like that. I, yeah, I can't wait to try it with my husband because we can sit side by side then and Ooh. see exactly which cards we have in both hands so that we can strategize a little more. Because if you're doing <laughs> is it. Is that legal? Is that strictly legal? <laughs> if you're doing it with somebody, you know, that you just get uh, paired up with, you, you wouldn't you be can't, able to. You yeah. can't see their hand. So um, I, I don't know. I guess you. Well, you have to be friends with them to enter chat. I was going to say maybe you could chat back and forth, but Mm. they would have to be a friend anyhow. So, yeah, Mm. so Rise of the Tomb Raider, the review will be on Remeshed on Monday as soon as the embargo lifts. Remeshed is our sister site that is about women gamers. So it's written by women for women gamers and the people who love them. We love boys, too. (laughs) They're allowed to come and read our stuff. So hopefully you will come and read my Tomb Raider review. So, Simone. So Besides this. Oh, no. I'm not going to say besides. Just just do it. Is there any other game in the world besides (laughs) Assassin's Creed Syndicate? I deleted everything else off my PlayStation. I threw the PS3 out the window, and then I stepped on it. I I smashed my iPhone with a hammer because the only game that exists or matters (laughs) – is Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and I will be contacting every other company just to let them know they don't need to make games anymore. Like, it's done. This is it. This is the one. <laughs> well, uh, wait a second. Media Molecule. <laughs> oh, you raise a good point, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> so Media point. Molecule and, of course, Go to Bed are the only other games. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're making more. A touch fight is allowed, right? Oh, we touch can, fight games can, can save. Yeah, sorry. No, I was the one who left all those reviews on Steam. It was me. <laughs> um, no. I I love, I love Syndicate so much. Um, I don't remember what exactly I said last week when I went into what was no doubt a long-winded screed about how wonderful it was. Just know that when I finally finished the game, it got even more wonderful. And I think they really fixed fix some of the the issues with Unity that I had that I did not think Ubisoft would address. So when Unity came out, it was very, very buggy. Um, and every people also responded horribly to the story and Arno's character saying, you know, he, he doesn't have a personality, he's not interesting, which I always disagreed with. And my concern with Syndicate was that they would see that, that feedback, not just the feedback about it being buggy, which was true, but also the feedback about the character and frankly, how friendly he was um, for me as a female player. I love Arno. I think he is charming as heck. And the fact that he loves and respects the women in his life was really appealing to me. So I was like, please, God, Ubisoft, don't roll back on those changes. Like, take into account what I want from your games. <laughs> they they absolutely did pander to me personally. Um the character Jacob, who I really was not sure I would like from the trailers. Um, if you watch the trailers for Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which I did, all of them, again, um, in a <laughs> row because I have no life, they, it looks very grimdark. Like, Evie ha- Evie's very grim. She doesn't have a lot going on. She's killing people. And Jacob is very grim and he's killing people. And then when you start the game up, they're both charming. They both have buttloads of personality. And Jacob especially really surprised me as a male character, as, you know, the male assassin in the game. He is he has a lot going on in terms of his conflict with the assassin brotherhood and why he isn't as comfortable as his sister Evie with the assassin lore. And she, in turn, is just an incredible character. Uh, She's charming she's funny she's kind she's you know no nonsense and incredibly intelligent but she also loves her stupid brother to death and i just the family dynamics between them gave me life and the game really had a lot of heart which is something that i felt was that unity at the end of it kind of took killed its heart essentially um i'm gonna spoil unity here (laughs) so the female character it's a love story it's about arno and elise elise is a templar and they're in love and they're you know going through the game kind of dancing around each other and working together and against each other and then at the end of course she dies because that's what freaking assassin's creed games do they kill the female character (laughs) and it was just like at that point because Arno's whole life, which we have seen, and from the time he was nine years old to the now in the game, we've seen his whole life revolve around her. And at that point, when she died, I was like, "Okay, so um, 
we're not going to get any more stories about Arno because he has literally nothing left to live for. Like, I can't picture a happy ending for this character. He's going to go jump off of Notre Dame now because <laughs> he has nothing. He's not that close with the Assassin Brotherhood in Paris either. So, so he's not going to land in a haystack? No, then. there are no, hay- no more haystacks <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> And I, I feel like, I won't spoil Syndicate, but I think they, they really learned their lesson about how, how to maintain interest in characters and how you can tell a mature adult story but not have it be like, not have everything be taken away from the characters. Like, give them something to live for. Give us a reason to care about them living. Um, and anyway, so I just, I really, really, in every way, Syndicate improved on um, things that I didn't even really realize I didn't like about Unity until I, until I had them in Syndicate. So that's my endorsement for Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Good Lord. <laughs> I am so sorry. I literally haven't been talking about anything else for probably a week. I was at a recital last night, and I was just like, I... I don't think I can make conversation with anyone because all I can think about is Assassin's Creed Syndicate. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I'm that person. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Linda, so I know Alpha Bear. Anything played else? Alpha Bear. I played um, The Land of Van Numeric Storms, which is a great little math game. Um, I had done um, geometric defense before, and numeric storms I think is better than geometric defense. It, you're um, – quickly adding up numbers to get to certain numbers um, and the game's very frantic and the idea is that you're kind of building your I think they call it fluency so you can very quickly add up numbers and um, I don't know how little kids could play the game it was mm-hmm. like really hard for me um, even though I was drilled by the nuns as a child <laughs> so I can Did add they numbers cast spells up on you? <laughs> yeah yeah these are real nuns, not, <laughs> not the fake kind. Um, are so, you yeah. calling me a fake nun? You are a fake nun. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, I know from real nuns. Anyway, yeah. Um, they cast rulers on her numbers. Yeah. That's wow. <laughs> Actually, my nuns were nicer than that. Ah, good. But they did drill me on arithmetic and spelling, and I'm good at all that stuff. Um, and it was challenging. And, but it's a really fun game. I totally recommend it. I mean, if you want to um, exercise your brain a little bit, take out um, Land of N Numeric Storms. And um, I think it's two ninety nine on the App Store. Um, but they just announced that they're going to put out a free version with ads, which I'm not that thrilled about. Mm-hmm. But I guess the revenue model is, is getting pretty difficult for them. And yeah. so they're just trying to survive. Yeah. It's hard for the indie developers to survive. Mm, it is. Yeah. yeah. Especially in the education space. Yeah, like. exactly. But also the the parents are actually really used to paying money for apps. Like, yeah. you know, the companies like Originator and Avocado, which I just um, just discovered, um, you know, and Togoboka and Sego Mini, like – they they charge two ninety nine and two ninety nine or yeah. higher. And people love them. I'm kind of for that. You know, I, I, this developer actually criticized parents a little bit in an article on um, on a games and learning website, um, where he said the parents aren't looking at the games to find out what the high quality games are. They're just buying them or downloading them because they're cheap or free. Right. Um, and then you end up with a game that's really not very good. Yeah. And so I, I would just say to parents, there's a huge difference between a bad math game and a good math game. Yeah. And yes. so, you know, try to play it yourself a little bit. Yeah. And then um, and you'll find out what the difference yeah. is. Good game design is um, worth paying for. Yes. Yeah. 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 And usually if you find a developer that has given you a good game that you like – Look right. for more games right. from them. Absolutely. So, because um, like I said, I found some companies I really like. So those are the ones I'm downloading. Yeah. For Anna, we've downloaded some yeah. really terrible ones, uh-huh. like for free. But like you know, I watch her as she plays them, you know, so I can find out which one she comes back to. When she comes back to some of the, they're not terrible, but some of the ones that I don't really like that much because they have annoying VO or monkey mascal sunshine. <laughs> monkey mascal sunshine, <laughs> um, but uh, but she goes she goes back to them and plays them. So yeah, well, you're doing a good job as a parent to yeah. keep an eye on it. I think it's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just downloaded a really cool app for her called Think Rolls. 
Um, it's from Avocado. I'm doing their DNA play for the latest Anna's apps. And it's like it's like a puzzle thing. You've got this little ball person that you have to roll through like a level of things. Um, so he rolls down straights and you just have to move objects around so that they can roll down. It's like doing like an actual puzzle in a video game that you would have to do. Nice. Um, it's really, really cool. Um, but she's kind of stuck because it's just it's getting really hard um but she like you unlock the characters as you complete the puzzles and she's like mommy i want to lock these on characters and i was like no no you have to you have to finish the puzzles like <laughs> you have to earn them and then the whole concept of earn was something that we had to explain to her like <laughs> mommy and daddy go to a job to earn <laughs> the money that we use to buy food and clothes and everything else so so that's that's, a good lesson. that's the concept that she's struggling yeah. with right now. Oh, so anyhow, abstract learning from video games. Yeah, <laughs> hey. Um, so we're gonna wrap it up for this week. Did Leonard talk about what he's playing? Oh, I'm sorry, Leonard. What have you been playing? Call of Duty or something? Uh, no, I, I'm not. I have no interest in the newest two. But uh, oh. I'm on my third year of. Simpsons tapped out on my phone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've been playing Terraria on the PlayStation 4 oh, with okay. my brother. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah, we've heard lots of good things about Terraria. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then now on the end, though, we're going to wrap things up. <laughs> Leonard, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And if you have questions or comments, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. You can find us on Facebook, simply Pixelkin. You can find us on Twitter at pixelkin underscore org and at gaming with moms. And our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash user slash pixelkin org. And we're also on Blog Talk Radio, and I think I got everything this time. All right. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. This podcast was recorded in the studios of the Jack Straw Cultural Center in Seattle, Washington. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.